Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Deuteronomy. Now we're reading Deuteronomy chapter 16. Last time we read Deuteronomy chapter 15, and that was about the sabbatical year and about generosity and uh, releasing people from their service, that type of thing. Now we're ready to read Deuteronomy chapter 16. Now this is going to be basically a review of feasts. So this is Deuteronomy chapter 16. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Observe the month of Abib and celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God. For in the month of Abib, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. You shall sacrifice the Passover lamb to the Lord your God from the flock of the herd in the place where the Lord chooses to establish his name, presence. You shall not eat leavened bread with it. Instead, for seven days you shall eat the Passover with unleavened bread, the bread of affliction, for you left the land of Egypt in haste. Do this so that all the days of your life you may remember thoughtfully the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. All right, so two things. Uh, One, I want to apologize if I sound kind of weird. Um, We're still getting over some sickness here, so I may sound kind of funny. I was going to try to go through this and not mention it, but um, unfortunately... Like I said, we've had some sickness, and so I may sound a little weird. We're getting over it, and it's it's going to be fine. But if I sound a bit odd, that's why, so I apologize for that. Secondly, I want to mention that here we're talking about leaven, and God is telling them, you know, they shall not have leavened bread. They shall have unleavened bread. And the idea here is is a traditional idea that God actually started with them uh, way earlier than this in the in the law. That leaven is kind of representing sin, and just like when you have a little leaven in some dough, it spreads throughout the whole dough. That's the way sin tends to be, and so this is uh, forever to be kind of a reminder to keep sin away because sin. A little sin will get in, you know, when it gets in, it will get in and it will spread and get into everything. So so that's the idea here. So I want to make sure that we're aware of that. I'm going to continue on. For seven days, no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory, and none of the meat which you sacrifice the evening of the first day shall remain overnight until morning. You are not allowed to sacrifice the Passover lamb in any of your cities which the Lord your God is giving you, but at the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name, presence, you shall sacrifice the Passover lamb in the evening at sunset at the time that you came out of Egypt. You shall cook and eat it in the place which the Lord your God chooses, In the morning you are to return to your tents. For six days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a celebration to the Lord your God, so you shall do no work on that day. You shall count seven weeks for yourself. You shall begin to count seven weeks from the time you first put the sickle to the standing grain, 
Then you shall celebrate the Feast of Weeks to the Lord your God with a tribute of a free will offering from your hand, which you shall give to him just as the Lord your God blesses you. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite who is within your city gates and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are among you at the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name presence. You shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and you shall be careful to obey these statutes. Now this was in reference reference to the Feast of Weeks. I wanted to make sure we knew which feast we were talking about, and I, I apologize for kind of skipping over the first part. But of course, the first part was about the Passover, and that was down through verse 8. And then this second, the Feast of Weeks, this was to be seven weeks later. And when you first put the sickle to the standing grain, you shall celebrate the Feast of Weeks. So, And it's a tribute, a free will offering, from your hand, you give it to the Lord your God. And that's a that's a thanksgiving kind of ingratitude and celebration of how the Lord has blessed you. If you read through this and see how it says that, um, you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. And the idea is you're rejoicing and you're grateful. So this last one is the Feast of Booths. So let's read on about that. You shall celebrate the Feast of Booths, Tabernacles, Seven days, when you have gathered in the grain from your threshing floor and the wine from your wine vat, you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants, and the Levite and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are within your city. Seven days, you shall celebrate a feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands, so that you will be altogether joyful. Now that is the Feast of Booths. Now this sounds like to me, and it also says Feast of Tabernacle, um, this also sounds to me, this is the celebration of, of the harvest. This is the celebration when you know, you've completed everything, you know, the grain from your threshing floor, the wine from your wine vat. This is a celebration again of what the Lord has blessed you with. And you're celebrating this with your family and with these others and the Levites within your gates. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, that's the Passover, and at the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, and at the Feast of Booths, or Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, in accordance with the blessing which the Lord your God has given you. You shall appoint judges and officers in all your cities, gates, which the Lord your God is giving you, according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. You shall not distort justice, you shall not be partial, and you shall not take a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. You shall pursue justice, and only justice, that which is uncompromisingly 
righteous, so that you may live and take possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not plant for yourself an Asherah of any kind of tree or wood beside the altar of the Lord your God, which you shall make. You shall not set up for yourself a sacred pillar, which the Lord your God hates. Now, some of this at the end sounds a little odd because uh, God was telling them about the feast that they were going to maintain in these three times a year. They're going to appear before God and they're going to not show up empty-handed. They shall give as they are able, right? God is not trying to put undue stress on anyone. He's saying he shall give as as he is able in accordance with the blessing that you've been blessed with. So how much the Lord has given you. Then, these last few verses, you shall appoint judges. This is all about justice. You shall appoint judges. And this is so that the people will have righteous judgment. They will have, well, the Lord says it plainly in verses 19 and 20, really. He says, you shall not distort justice. You shall not be partial. That means we should not be partial to rich or poor or any other, you know, uh, affiliation, you know, not political affiliation, not the skin tone that you have, not the kind of hair you have, or lack thereof, if you're me. Any of those things, you should not be partial. In other words, you should have righteous justice. You notice in verse 20, he says, you shall pursue justice and only justice. And it says, you know, in the brackets there, Uncompromisingly righteous, meaning that it's truthful, it's in, uh, it's integral, it has integrity, it's honest, it's fair, and that's the way justice should be. And he warns, he says, you know, do not take a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the word of the righteous, or the words of the righteous, and that's true. We see that, we see that in our society that. When bribes are passed and things, you know, things start to become shady real fast. And uh, then justice becomes perverted and distorted. So these are, these are good warnings right here. And then at the very end, the last couple of verses, and look, at he says, you, you shall not plant for yourself an Asherah of any kind of tree. Well, Asherah was a female deity, God, whatever. That, that they worshipped, that they tended to worship in this area. Um, and that means not God's people, but other people, what we would consider pagans. They were worshipping this female goddess, probably of fertility or something like that. Nonetheless, doesn't really matter what, what she was considered to be the goddess of. But this is to warn them not to set up any kind of tree or idol. Now, the reason it says tree is that I think, just like you see now and you hear about Wiccans and people worshiping nature, I think they would worship trees sometimes. Okay? So he's saying, you can't set that up next to my altar. That is that is not going to be happening. You know, he says, that's wrong. And then he also warns them not to set up a sacred pillar. Now, this again would be something that they were doing, worshiping other gods, maybe Baal worship or who knows. 
but they were worshiping some other god by setting up some pillar. You know, altars for God, they were uncut stones stacked up to make an altar. So that was something very specific that God laid out, that they would not use cut stones, but they would use uncut stones and form an altar to the Lord. So he's warning them not to be mixing worshiping him with other gods. You're to worship God alone. And that's that's the warning he says, which the Lord your God hates. So don't don't be mixing things up. And that's something we have to watch out for. We have to make sure we're following the Lord and we're not mixing other things in, like astrology. Now, the stars and planets and stuff in the heavens, they're there for signs of seasons and things of that nature, yes. And so they're there for some good scientific use and things like that, but they're not to be worshipped. Trees and all the wonderful things God made for us, they're wonderful, they're terrific, they're not to be worshipped. We're only to worship the Lord, our God, as he says. So, I want to thank you for listening. This has been Deuteronomy chapter 16. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.